You're listening to The Only Constant, a podcast about active hope. On this season finale episode of the podcast, Caleb and I sat down to discuss what we learned from season three and how we plan to make season four even more focused and refined. To every guest in season three, thank you for coming on the show and explaining how you bring hope into the world. We could not make this show without our guests, and you've proven there is really so much positivity. Everyone who has listened, even just to one episode, we always, always appreciate you. Thank you for supporting our show and motivating us to keep going. Lastly, we'll be taking a break before new episodes are released. Expect season four to begin this summer. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, stay open, stay active, and keep listening. Hello, and welcome to the season three finale. Whoa. Isn't this crazy, man? It is. This is the 60th episode in total that we've recorded. It's, <laughs> which is so crazy to think about. Actually, it's like, well, yes, as far as episodes that we released at 60, I think it's technically 61 and we deleted one. Yeah, I we mean, we before. deleted one, but like, but for yes. all intents and purposes, this is episode 60. 60. Yeah, this is like, I feel so fulfilled. Like yes. this round, like this this go around, I feel so good about what we've done. I feel so confident in the product that we've released. And I mainly feel confident because I feel like we've acknowledged, like specifically acknowledged the ways in which we need to improve as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we like jump into the huge discussion, 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 if this just happens to be the first one you're ever listening to, I'm Ted. And I'm Caleb. And we host The Only Constant, which is the podcast you're listening to. And normally, we have a, a guest on that we are interviewing, but we like to do a little tradition where in the 20th episode of every season, we have a sit-down together and kind of talk about maybe what we've learned or maybe just our lives. And today, we were thinking we would maybe touch on a little bit of things that changed in season three, but also maybe talk about the future Mm-hmm. a little bit of Definitely. the podcast and if that leads into other avenues then so be it <laughs> we can't help it in that scenario but yeah i um this is a podcast about active hope one of the changes that we have made because our slogan used to be minor change brings lasting hope and now it's a podcast about active hope because of synergy yeah. and simplification one of the things that you recommended ted simplification <laughs> yeah and and you know a big thing was also, I feel like, uh, for those that have continued to listen, thanks, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I feel like our show is very much, and Caleb and I, we've, I mean, we've talked about this a bajillion times. So I think you know what I'm going to say. But people that listen might not always know the guest that we're talking to. And, I mean, really, when you listen to any podcast, you don't. You probably don't know the guest on that show or the hosts, but generally the most successful podcasts are podcasts that uh, are either just a podcast of a famous figure mm-hmm. or the guest is a famous figure mm-hmm. or the guest is somebody of great merit. Mm-hmm. So you have a more of an inclination to be like, well, this person probably knows what they're talking about or at the very least has studied whatever they're talking about for a very long time. So I'm going to listen to it and take them seriously. Whereas for us, we don't have that benefit. Not that Caleb and I aren't like, I mean, again, 
I will always go out and say, I don't think we're experts, but we have been doing this podcast for a while. So I do think we're starting to, at the very least, like we have a lot of experience doing this. Yeah. Definitely um, built some skills. It did build line. some skills. Um, but also like we're both graduated. So technically, I mean, we have degrees in the things that we've studied and um, yeah, there's just a lot, a lot that we have to talk about, but I'm getting away from the main point, which is that I think <laughs> when people listen to the show, they don't always know the person that's on because they're maybe just a friend of ours or a student at Florida yeah. state, which is kind of the main pool we have to draw from. And I can understand how that might be hard to like commit to just yeah. to be like, I'm going to listen to this random person <laughs> yeah. that I've yeah. never met before. Talk about what they are studying or what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, obviously the point of it was to just show that like, and it still is the point of the show. It's, it's not really about that. It's actually more about what they do can bring hope into the world. And hopefully just reminding listeners that like you can use whatever you're interested in yeah, to bring hope to. Yes. Yes. That's definitely. And I think that is going to be a huge improvement to like, like, cause I don't want to have to explain the podcast. No. I want it to be self-explanatory. You know, it's just like, you go to listen to it. And it's like, oh wow, this is a pretty clear message. I don't want you to have to like go in the description. <laughs> right. Like, what are these guys trying to do? And before we move any further, I think that you made, a, this is a brief thing that you mentioned, but for those of you that have supported us on Patreon, um, just to let you know, we have used your money to good use. We got uh, new tripod slash ring lights that like hold the phones and film the conversations that we have. Um, thank you so much. Um, if you're watching it right now. Um, and it's, they, I mean, it's a huge improvement from what we had before. The ones we had before were like rinky dink. Yeah. Like <laughs> Little like cheap 10 lights. bucks, like 50, yeah, 20 bucks or something. It was like really cheap stuff, but this is like really good quality. And it was all from the patron donations that we've accumulated over, the year and change that we've been doing this, yeah, Um, which feels so cool to say. And then besides that, for those of you that support us on social media, um, like liking our posts and like commenting below things and everything like that, I mean, it really goes a long way. And now that we have not only a wonderful aesthetic because of Grace Wu, but now we have reels and stuff and a TikTok because of Marissa Arnone that we've now incorporated into the team. And I'm currently in talks with like a video editor for like long form videos and starting a YouTube, which I'm very excited about. But I just want to make sure that I take this time, that Ted and I take this time to like really thank you guys because I mean, where would where like where would we be right now without yeah. like the people who actually have supported us? You yeah, know? and I mean, even without monetary support, it's just the idea like no, yeah, I'm talking about like, like liking a post yeah, too, just like sharing damn, something. Like you know? at least somebody is, even if it's like just a friend of ours, like at least somebody is out mm-hmm. there just supporting. Mm-hmm. You know, and like when they do listen, and then we'll pe- when people like the stuff that really keeps me going is when people go out of their way to like text me or like talk to me in person and tell me something about the podcast. Like when they prove inadvertently that they've listened to the conversation and pulled something from it that like changed their perspective or brought them hope. I mean, it really does. I mean, it brings me hope in that conversation. Um, because like, and in that circumstance, because like for me, it's like, it's like, Oh, it's working. The point, the reason I started this whole thing and that you like hopped on board and then like, we just like basically created this like team now, which is just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we've just done so much and to see that it, it is working and there, there is, there has been an impact that has been made, you know, and as much stress as 
it might bring me sometimes, you know, that stuff really does keep me going. So thank you for everyone that's listening right now, especially as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, let's, <laughs> we just said, um, at the same time. <laughs> uh, well, that being said, what if we kind of dive into like the changes and we're look, we're not going to like tell you guys every single minute detail of it, but yeah. maybe we can kind of, well, first of all, maybe we can talk a little bit about what we've gleaned from doing the season three specifically. Mm-hmm. And then sort of after that, we can talk about kind of where we're hoping things go. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so season three, I think that I've learned it is best to backlog. Um, and that comes to like recording episodes in advance and making sure that you have plenty of time to prepare before you actually release something. Season three was a very interesting circumstance because season one was completely pre-recorded. Season two was for the most part pre-recorded. And then we kind of started recording um, the end of it while it was being released. But at that point, we had enough and we didn't really need to worry about it. Yeah. With season three, I mean, we started recording a bit beforehand, but for the most part, it was like back to back. We needed to record this within the next month. Otherwise, we're screwed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, and that brought, I mean, for me personally, like so much more stress to the whole situation because this is something that should be, well, it is like a job in some ways. And I want it to be, a small business, like a non-for-profit, a non-for-profit organization or something like that in the future, whatever we decide down the line, you know, because I know that's a conversation we should have together. Um, but when it comes to, what was I just talking about? I just lost my train of thought. Really like the process of recording. Oh, the process of every record, week. It just brought so much stress and this whole thing should be so like not stressful. It should, yeah. it should be fulfilling and everything. And it just, it shouldn't feel like an uphill battle, which it kind of felt like at some points because everybody's schedule is different and being the artistic and communications director for something, it's like, I have to keep this vision and communicate with everybody. And sometimes it's very difficult for me to communicate when like I'm going through a bad day or something like that. Yeah. And I didn't really have like a choice in some circumstance. Like I had to communicate, yeah. I had to schedule things regardless of the mood that I was in. And that's when it was like... No, I think backlog is best. You know, it's definitely yeah. best to backlog in this circumstance. No, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, there was definitely, like, I know exactly what you mean. Like, it didn't really matter what, and this might still be the case with, you know, it's always going to be the case to some degree, no matter what you do with a job or, or you know, but we really committed to, like, we have to release an episode every Sunday. But yeah. we just made that choice. So in many ways, it was like, it doesn't really matter what your schedule looks like that week. You got to, I mean, not that it didn't matter. We worked around it sometimes if there was no way we could record. But for the most part, it was like, doesn't fucking matter what you're doing. At the very least, you are making that post and you are recording, you are editing that episode. I don't care. <laughs> and it's not that we ever said that to each other, like yeah. explicitly. There was none, like, we're, ne- we're never like... There's no animosity. Absolutely. Ever. No, no, ever. I'm just saying that, like, we definitely put stress on ourselves that didn't need to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> it's like, and it shouldn't be. I mean, it's a whole, I mean, it's a podcast about act of hope, you know, yeah. and the, the idea that we are doing this in the first place is a perfect example of act of hope. We are giving individuals a platform to speak and express what they love and how they can use that to bring hope to others. Yeah. Um, for the, what at least, and I feel like that's a very concise way of putting like 
what the podcast should be about, which we are slowly refining. And I feel like yeah. another thing that we learned um, in season three is further refining the conversations that we have with the guests and the mm -hmm. questions that we ask. We just had this conversation not too long yeah. ago, but I know that a lot of ideas came from you. So I definitely want you to take the lead on this one. Yeah. Well, like if you, I mean, first of all, I'll give us credit. We did a good job in season three at shortening the episodes because in season one and two, so we had we have like a few episodes that are like two hours long. Over two. One, the and longest I'm, we have is two and a half. Almost two and a half. And I'm yeah. like, even if I cared about the podcast, that's hard. For, when I, I mean, I care about <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> it came fucker. out completely wrong. What I meant was from a listener's perspective, even if I really loved a podcast, when I see a two and a half hour listening time, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm either never going to listen to that one or I'm saving this one specifically for a time when I have two and a half hours to spare. Or, I mean, or you could just split it up. But either way, that's a big daunting number for somebody who doesn't even know who we are yeah. to commit to. So that was – that's kind of like – I never really explored this in my mind. But that was kind of where it started. That's where, yeah. at least for me, I was like, okay, something needs to like change as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. But then in season two, we were still figuring it out. So we kind of continued just – in a way, we just kind of freeballed it. We were just like, let's just see where the conversation goes and – Mm -hmm. It'll be however long. I mean, there it was takes. definitely some. We 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 created a show structure after season one, but it was kind of centered. The show structure, in theory, would have worked really well, but in actuality, you're very correct. It was a very like, let's fucking wing it <laughs> kind of a yeah. situation, and we had certain questions that we would go back to. Like an ask almost no matter what. I said, there's a solid yeah. five questions we would ask no matter what every episode. But yeah. I totally agree, especially for season two. Well, it was like we had those. So we made a structure for season two. And then we like, we were like, okay, we're going to stick to these questions. Or I don't know if we said, but like, we're only going to, we didn't say we're only going to ask these questions, but we were like, we have to hit on these questions. Yes. But yeah. then in between those questions, we would ask other questions and then other things would happen and you know our hearts were in the right place it was very much like oh we're just gonna like it's gonna be philosophical and it's gonna be like really deep and like all this stuff we're gonna change the world <laughs> yeah because and if like and i mean if anybody knows caleb and i personally i mean i don't want to speak for you but i feel like sometimes we just fucking philosophize about shit oh my gosh I'll because say we enjoy it stuff. like yeah. we just i mean personally i just enjoy it and i've said that on the show at certain times and you know We've slowly learned, and we talked about this in the season two finale, like, <laughs> there's a time and a place for that, and <laughs> uh, maybe the podcast isn't, at least what we're trying to accomplish, the podcast isn't the place to do that. Yeah, this isn't about what we think. <laughs> exactly. You know? And so anyway, so then after season two, we did, I, th I don't think we were like, we have to reevaluate re the questions. We, we almost were just kind of like... Let's keep doing what we're doing, but in a shorter amount of Let's time. Let's just talk less. Yeah. yeah. Talk less and ask what we're asking in Listen a shorter more. amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. pretty consistently, there's like a few episodes, maybe like three or four that are. Right above an hour. Over an hour, just above an hour. Yeah. But most of them are like around the exactly one hour mark or like. 55. 45 to 55 minutes. Yeah. 45 I think is the shortest. Yeah. Episode that yeah. we've had so far. Yeah. Yeah. And. I feel like, again, from a listener's perspective, if I was looking at a show that I've never listened to and I saw a 45-minute episode, mm -hmm. 
that would be a really good like sample piece for me to just be like, let me see if this is even worth it for me to keep listening to. And then boom, it's a 45 minute thing. Probably the person we've never met before isn't even going to listen to that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's 45 minutes, we're going to get to the point. We're getting to the point probably quicker than a two and a half hour one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then I'm going to go on a women agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now in season after season three is, is ending. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, thinking that there's still, so even though we've gotten the episode shorter, that presented another problem, which is that now we're trying to fit a lot of broad questions into a short amount of time, Yes, which is a problem because the fact that they're broad questions gives countless different answers and countless different paths for those answers to go down and to really get to the meat of some of those answers you you could spend 45 minutes on one of them yes and so what we're trying to figure out for the next season nothing set in stone yet but something that we're thinking about is like okay the, the podcast we want it to be about active hope yes we understand that we want it to be about what does this person love to do and how does that bring hope mm-hmm. i think the re- the thing i said to you was like the last episode that was released before this one that we're recording right now mm-hmm. was grace Wu, mm-hmm. our photographer shout grace. out to grace we love you you're fucking awesome um and after we were recording it i was like i realized that we asked grace instead of just focusing on a big thing that she i would say her main I mean, again, I don't want to speak for her, but I would say like a thing that a lot of people really know her for is photography now. Yes. Yeah. She is an actor, but she does a lot of photography. She really, that's like a public image for her. She pushes that on social media. So what I'm saying is we have to ask the people what they really care about and then we'll talk to them about that. And then in focusing on that one thing, we can really get into the nitty gritty of like why that brings why it's hopeful and yes different things they do and just really focus in on that one topic and hopefully that i mean either the episodes are going to get even shorter mm-hmm. which we haven't really talked about but i mean i'm even okay personally with like a 35 minute episode if, if so if if be it because like again i think that's only going to be in our benefit mm-hmm. as like essentially not essentially nobody's still like mm-hmm. we're still really small a small small podcast so yeah. it's like i think it's only in our benefit for new listeners to be like okay this is only 30 minutes all right i'll take a listen mm-hmm. and as we refine it more and get better equipment people mm-hmm. already say it sounds pretty professional yeah and i think that um <laughs> great segue because <Ted. laughs> um, i do i do agree with you and i think that you know while it is like in a place of you know obviously nothing set in stone and we're talking about it and always refining i totally agree in the sense that we can like leave the broad questions for the people who spend their time studying those things so like if it is someone's profession to because like a big thing you brought up to me because like i i was the one who really pushed like what is your faith you know like i loved that question right that's why it's a great question the beginning of the second half of season three you know and or every episode it always has something interesting come from it it's and it's awesome but it's like i think you made a good point in that we spend like the first half talking about what they do. It's like, okay, 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 yeah, 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 okay. Well, that's the first half. Okay, thanks. And then second half, what, what, like, what's your faith? And then it's kind of more of like a drawn out philosophical 
uh, faithful conversation, which leads hopefully to them feeling hopeful. And then we ask, you know, what brings you hope? What do you do to bring hope? And I think now to the point that you were making, in reality, the podcast should be about three questions. What do they love to do? Which we already ask. Mm-hmm. Why do they love to do it? And how can they use it to bring hope? Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. that's that's what the podcast should be about, and it's taken me us so long, <laughs> you know, to like yeah to I mean so much like we really we really and it's awesome that we just like started we were like okay we have to figure this out as we go and you know change really is the only constant, um, and we have exemplified that you know oh yeah 100%. Um, but I think that on top of that like really honing it down and refining like those three questions really that's that's the heart of what we do like that's. Like you said, the meat of what really what we want to get to, where our hearts were always in the good place. Now we kind of find out where our hearts need to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it's like not that it was in a bad place before, but we've kind of like mapped it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's we're in a very interesting position now where, you know, we totally acknowledge the the size of our podcast, where we're going, you know, it's it's a very small organization organization to a degree even though we're not one just yet uh, at least officially but we're putting more money into this than we are making that's for sure i mean just alone oh, with, yeah with when it comes to reels and with uh paying grace for the graphics and everything like that and like for taking pictures and on top of video editing you know long form video editing that's going to come in the picture we might be putting in upward of like 150 bucks a month into this freaking thing mm-hmm. you know and it's like i which is like totally okay the whole point is that it's bringing hope but it's like this has turned into something that i did not anticipate yeah (laughs) on top of that we have to get a bunch of new equipment yes which is what thank you again for reminding me that segue like you know we're gonna be getting new mics like completely new mics we're gonna be um we already have new ring lights and everything we got our i feel like our cameras are okay but like we're gonna be getting a new table i feel like the the poker table is kind of classic i kind of want to keep it unless we maybe we can like revamp it That'd be cool. That'd be a fun project. Yeah, like maybe put some stain on it or something. Yeah. Um, but just like, you know, getting new mics and really trying to invest in the content that we have, not only improving it, but before we start like releasing new content for season four, making use of the content we already have. The to Ted's point, sixty episodes of content that we have so far, you know, we have we still have the video <laughs> from all of those <laughs> yeah we do you know and it's like and i i hate the fact that we're like paying for storage that it's really just like in a virtual way collecting dust just kind of sitting there so like yeah i really love the idea of us making use of the things that we already have you know investing in new equipment and like you know really trying to improve ourselves as much as we can and these are all like wonderful things to talk about um and i feel like what we've gotten so much better at is refining what we really need to do, like mm-hmm. being specific about it, and like being smart about how we approach those changes. Because yeah. change is the only constant, yes, but it's like, you know, I think we are we both agree on the idea that we need to put our best foot forward, you know, like one step at a time, you know? So it's like, I think, and especially when it comes to the podcast, um, this is something that because we are both like, we're equally financially invested in this thing, it's like not only do we have like other team members, but now we're having to think about it. Like, how does it affect them? 
you know, yeah. like it's not only us anymore. Like we have to involve at least two other people in the conversation now, yeah. you know, so, 100%. which is great. It's a wonderful team effort, but, um, yeah. the wonderful rambling that I've had so far over the past five minutes is all to say that like, we are dedicated to keep improving. Um, we've noticed the ways in which we need to improve. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've acknowledged them. Um, and I appreciate those who have had patience with us. And as we learn these lessons and everything, um, and really keeping a positive attitude when it comes to like what you comment and and how you rate the show and everything you know it's like it's really great to see that overall we have a really good rating when it comes to the show um and it seems like once again bringing it full circle we are making an impact it is doing its yeah. job um yeah. and i think as we move uh, toward the future we're going to keep refining 100 percent um i want to take a quick break yeah how long have we been talking now 23 minutes I think it's a good halfway point, yeah. Why not? All right, cool. We'd like to take a second to shout out our monthly patrons. Thank you to Aaron Bachman, Marissa Arnone, Mimi Schultz, Dan Winstrup, Corbin Gulo, and Christina Shan for their continuous support of the podcast. Everything we do on this show couldn't be possible without listeners like you. Consider joining us on Patreon, where for just a dollar a month, you can support the podcast and help us even more in the conversation about Active Hope. Now, back to the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the second half of the season three finale. Well, we just threw a lot of information at you. Yes. You got a little glimpse into how we talk about (laughs) this all the fucking time. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) And uh, so we thought that maybe we would do a little prototype of what we were thinking of doing for season four. So it's going to be pretty abridged, but we're going to try it out with each other. And, um, hopefully you can learn a little more about us in the process. Mm. So who do you, who do you want to start? You want me to ask you first? Do you want to ask me first? I'm going to ask you first. Okay. I'm going to do a slightly different version of what we normally start out each podcast with. Let's do it. What is your favorite thing that you love to do? My favorite thing that I love to do. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to start it by saying something interesting. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Uh, I have been out of college for in April of this year. It will be two years since graduating. And I'm so used to saying because of what I was studying that the thing I love to do is writing. I love writing. Writing's my life. And I do like writing. I like storytelling. I really do. I enjoy telling stories. But what I'm realizing as I've been graduated is that I don't think I love writing as much as I thought I did. Hmm. And I don't, I'm not ever, I'm not going to give up on it because I think I'm good at it. And I think it's something I could continue to do. I just don't necessarily think the writing that I've been doing is what I actually want to do. Like fiction is something I'm still going to try to do because I think it's a good skill. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think if you had asked me like a year ago, I would have said writing and I think I would have been lying. Hmm. I think I used to just say that because I thought it was what I was supposed to say. Interesting. So what I'm going to say that I love to do is 
like I really have to think about it because I love learning about history. Hmm. Me too. I really, really enjoy learning about history and like science and another thing that I really, I know we want just one, but I really love doing uh, improv comedy. Yeah. Um, but basically just like exploring like why humans <laughs> are human. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things I love to do, but I would say specifically like learning mm-hmm. about history. Really? Yeah. Well, I suppose we should just go ahead and go on to the second one. Like we'll do like a half and half kind of a situation. Um, so why do you, you just mentioned it a little bit. You know, but why do you love to learn about history? Because history, first of all, you can l- learn the history of anything because everything that ever that exists has a history to it. So, like, everything that I'm interested in, sometimes the first – one of the first things I do – or, like, this is a funny thing I do. I'll be eating a food – and like, if I don't know anything, sometimes I'm like, I wonder what like the hit, like who invented ketchup? <laughs> and then I'll watch a video about the history of ketchup. And it's really mm. cool. Cause then when I'm, I, a lot of times I'll watch a video like that while I'm eating the food and it just makes me like appreciate the food more. Yeah. And then I can do that with so many different things. <laughs> like what's the, the history of, you know. If poker I really, tables. Poker tables. I was just thinking <laughs> that, dude. And, like, I could look that up if I wanted to. Like, there's got to be a reason they're designed in such a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of those things that, you know, you can infer. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, when I say history, I don't necessarily just mean, like, you know, the history books. Like, i got to learn about, you know, <laughs> the French Revolution. Who is this old guy that you're referencing? It's, every, it's like every <laughs> history teacher. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> do you know about the war? <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm like 46. Um, but I smoke a lot. So, yeah, man. I like learning about the history of things. Mm, okay. Genuinely. Well, how can you use that to bring hope? How can I, you use learning about the history of things to bring hope? I hope, I hope personally that, okay, (laughs) here's a stupid one. Here's a stupid way I can bring hope. I'm really, I can be really fucking good at trivia sometimes. (laughs) And when you win trivia, especially if you're at a bar and you get some free drinks, that is some hope for everybody at that table, dude. Um, But more broadly, I just think it's, I think it's fun to like, I think it's fun to like learn about stuff, you, you know, like agreed. And, and I think if you can like enlighten somebody with like the history of a geological formation or like, or even the history surrounding a, a geological formation, that's the coolest thing. Like we went to Pisgah national forest and like, it wasn't anything like the plaque that I read wasn't anything that crazy, but like the looking glass falls is uh, the most photographed waterfall in the United States. And then that w- I was like, well, now I got to take a picture of it. I want to be part of that. <laughs> and it's just like, it, I think if you tell people, I hope that if you tell people those little tidbits, it makes them interact and feel more just engaged with like the thing they're looking at. 
more mm. or doing more. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. No, I so, totally agree. And I need to do that more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going going back to what I said, the reason I said what I said at the beginning was because it's actually something I've been thinking about recently. Because I really realized, like, I, I almost kind of, like, I don't have a regret because writing has taught me a lot. And it's a really good skill to have in today's day and age, like with the job I have, but I almost wish I'd done like a history degree alongside of it just cause I really like learning about that stuff, mm. but I can learn about history independently. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I can yeah. just Google stuff. So anyway, that was that a good was, answer. That was that. We could do a whole episode. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole episode on that. See, but no, that but that fun. takes some like, some like kudos to you, man, because that's seriously like take some, uh, I don't know why my impulse is to say cojones, but... um, I'm sure you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I've said it a few times on the podcast, but, like, to be honest with yourself, and not only yourself, but everyone who's listening, and be like, you know, if I said this a year ago, I might have been lying, you know, but, um, like, when it comes to, like, loving to write and everything, like, but, you know, I will, that encourages me to be honest, so when you ask me the question, like, I already know what I'm going to say, but um, it encouraged me to say something different than what I was going to. Sweet. Sweet. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, so now, we'll switch it over to Caleb. <gasps> Try to take a drink of water. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Caleb. Yes? What's something that... What is the thing that you love to do? My favorite thing that I what's love the, to do? What's one of your... Yeah. What's your favorite thing that you love to do? <laughs> um... Well, originally, because I already mentioned it, I was going to say, I was like, oh, man, I love my job. But I was like, it's my job. I was like, I'm going to, like, what is something I really love? And then you mentioned, um, I kind of thought about it before, and then it solidified it when you were like, looking glass falls. And I was like, I fucking love hiking. I love hiking so much. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, it's so fucking cool. And, And it's so hard to describe because it's, it's rooted in the experience describing a hike and all the um, showing pictures of a hike you know, all the wonderful things showing videos whatever the fuck it, it does not even come close it's literally like the straw that like is the first straw placed on the camel's back the, not the one that broke it <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. that's how little it matters you know it was such a weird i don't know why I said what do you that mean like now. you mean like the, but, in, all the stuff after it like looking at a picture isn't yeah, the same it's just like what is that that has that is there's no comparison as to what that looked like and felt like you yeah, know 100%. when you were actually looking at the amazing view that you decided to take a picture of some photographers do a great job of coming a little closer to capturing what it really feels like but i'm sure you talk to a photographer i'm sure you're a photographer yourself but it's like i'm sure you talk to one who's like works for national geographic and they're just sitting there and they're like oh my god wow the real joy is getting there to and take then, a picture of it yeah and then they're like <laughs> okay <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna go now <laughs> yeah it's like and it's so and i'm whispering specifically because it's like when you're in nature it almost calls for it in my opinion no I, like, yeah i know people that like to put like music on a speaker and like get in the zone if they want to go on a hard hike or something and like you know i totally get that i understand um but for me personally it's like silence it's like i go to the woods for silence for exercise yes but also just 
to it's it's an escape but it's like the most healthy escape that i've found for myself mm-hmm. you know um and i know what you're gonna ask next which is why i love to do these things which i'm already kind of talking about i think about. yeah i was gonna say you kind of went into started yeah. going into that um, why do you love to hike but i i just i love hiking so much because of like you know i'll i guess i'll elaborate on the things i already mentioned but it's like the workout aspect is just insane I the I have a bug out bag. I call it a bug out bag. It's a hiking bag, but frankly, it has everything that I would need if it were there was an emergency situation, a um, quote unquote emergency Dude, situation. It's not but, even a hiking bag. It's a survival bag. It is. It's a survival bag. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's an. It's not like a zombie apocalypse bag with like like rounds of ammunition and all that <laughs> crazy stuff. No, yeah. but it's like I have everything I would need. Where if I went hiking and I got lost in the woods, I'm good. Like I'm chilling and I've got a hammock. I have a hammock fly, which is basically like a tarp that hangs over your hammock to protect you from rain. And I have a mosquito net for that hammock as well. I have a total of three pocket knives. I have a survival hatchet, survival quote unquote, meaning it's like hollow on the inside. So you can unscrew it and has different compartments and stuff. And I have a compass that's built into that on top of a way to start a fire as well. Um, and then I have another big like buoy knife basically, which also unscrews at the bottom. It also has a compass in it and I put fire starting things in there, which is always sealed. That's on either side of my bag. I have my binoculars, uh, which is always handy when you're on a hike and you have some great views. Um, I have a whole pocket that's specifically for like emergency things. So when it comes to starting a fire or there's like an emergency blanket, um, and I know I've already mentioned like fire starting things, but this is like bandages, um, basically like things I'm really not going to like a whistle, like a, you know, all those different things, like things I'm really not going to need unless I'm in a life threatening situation to a degree. It's like, Oh shit, I better pull out that fucking emergency blanket. Cause I'm cold yeah. as fuck. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, if you're on, like, if you're in the blue Ridge mountains at any point in the fall or the spring, you know, or winter, sorry. Um, in the spring as well. I mean, there are plenty of moments where if you're in the Blue Ridge Mountains on average, it's going to be 10 degrees, 10 to 15 degrees cooler than it would which, will be like an hour outside of the mountains. Which we experienced firsthand. <laughs> yes, it was bananas. Um, but yeah, so that's that pocket. And then I have on the inside, that's where I store like my food. So I always have like a family, I always have like a family size pack of trail mix. I just like cashews, peanuts, uh, raisins and M&Ms and stuff because I have a sweet tooth. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, normally on a hike, I'll bring like a thick PBJ made with like the best stuff I can find. So like all natural crunchy peanut butter um, and wild blueberry preserves and um, nature's own perfectly crafted uh, bread, which is like very fluffy and it's multigrain. So there's yeah. a bunch of, it's very hearty. It's very nice. Um, I'm bringing like a protein bar with me, not including um, my bladder of water that I have in there. It's like a, it has a hose, which shoots out from one pocket and like goes along the sleeve. So, you know, you're hiking and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of like pulling out your water yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff um, on top of my water bottle. Um, and I have, uh, extra pair of socks. I have an extra pair of long socks. I have three beanies in there and I have a pair of gloves. Um, I have something, oh, I have a life straw so I can like go into any stream or river or anything and just like dip that fucking thing in there and drink out of it. And I'm totally okay. Um, thanks Chris May, such a good gift. Um, (laughs) I've got like, I mean, I've already mentioned two compasses, but in total in that bag, I have five to six compasses in general so never gonna get too lost um yeah <laughs> and i have a knife sharpener 
Um, I have all these things. I know people are probably he- tired of hearing all the things that I have in my bag, but in total, it comes like the way it sits is like about a solid 20 pounds. I just weighed it. And then with all the water and food in there, it's between 25 and 30 pounds. It's yeah. going to be on, it's going to be more toward 25, not 30. But like I have that on my back, going back to how I started with the whole exercise thing. I'm carrying 25 pounds on my back, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about that weight over a long period of time, um, with you know, elevation yeah, changes. Yeah, so not only are you using your body weight to hike upward, like I'll do an average like elevation gain. A hard hike will probably be between like 1,500 to 2,000 feet, right? If I'm really trying to like yeah. challenge myself over like miles and miles, you know, and that's like, holy shit, dude, what are you thinking? But like, that's also right. something that I love doing, challenging myself, you know, and like yeah. going out there. And most of the time I'll just like get in the zone and... My, my girlfriend, Julia Swan, um, episode 15, 16? 16. 16. Um, Hoffman was episode 15, um, right? Yeah. No, maybe – doesn't matter. She was on season three. But she, she was like, you know, it's about the journey, not about the destination, especially when it comes to hiking. Like the, the beauty is all around you as well. Um, and it's it really is. Like you look right. around and it's just like – nothing it's not the concrete jungle that most of us are used to you know and i understand the appeal of yeah appeal of living out there but at the same time um it can also be very isolating so it's like i use those times when i feel like being isolated when i need silence when i need that cathartic experience to really challenge myself and make sure that i'm like keeping up with my shit physically and mentally then I will use that. I will go out to the Blue Ridge Mountains and I'll be gone all day. <laughs> and then I'll be back at the end of the day and I'll be like, still got it. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. and that's just like a few things that I can mention about like why I love it. But it's really, it's it's like no other experience, you know, going yeah. back to how it, you can't really come close to capturing it on a camera. Um, it comes down to like living it and challenging yourself to like get to, the, if you want to see that awesome view, you're going to have to hike to it. You're going to be huffing and puffing. You can take some breaks. You got water. We have food. We have everything we need. All you need is determination <laughs> in that circumstance. Yeah. You know, and it was great getting to hike with you and Chris just recently in the Blue Ridge Mountains. We went to the Blue Ridge Parkway. We went to Black Balsam Knob. And um, Sam. And, uh, Sam little, little Sam. Little Sam or whatever. It's little called. Sam Knob, I believe. Yeah. And it was incredible, dude. Everything yeah. you're talking about was like I had never hiked on a mountain before. Mm-hmm. And so like. And I wasn't as experienced as you. So it was like the same idea of like, we can take some breaks and we did take our breaks when we needed them. But yeah, like the whole time I was like, got to keep, just keep going, just yeah. keep pushing, just keep walking. And I didn't like kill myself, but it was like, you know, and yeah, I, I hear what you're saying hundred percent. And if you can't tell from all of the items that are in Caleb's bag, <laughs> he's passionate about this stuff, dude. I really, I really, really, really am. I've been doing this for I've been hiking the Blue Ridge Mountains now for six full years, going on seven. Wow. It's been a minute. Well, it's like a third of my life that I've been time, up there. Dude. That is a long time. And you're only like 21, so that's like, you were basically like a baby. 22, but thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're 22. <laughs> I'm a bad friend. Mr. I'm turning 25 this year. I am. I am. I'm um, turning 23 this year. I'm going to be, dude, wait. I'm going to be a quarter of a century old. Yep. That's wild. Uh, so what does hi- – how does hiking bring – how can you use hiking to bring hope into the world? Um, I think that 
a good example of it is when I brought you on the hike with me, someone mm-hmm. who had very little experience hiking. And if you did go on a hike in Florida, it's it like was just a walk, a walk, you know, <laughs> you know, and you might've like had to catch your breath at some moments, but that's really, if you're pushing yourself, because a lot of times in Florida, it's so sandy and flat and everything. It's really the most annoying part is how hot it is yeah. um, on average. Pretty um, much. And you're just like, Oh my God, you know, but, and when it comes to, um, taking someone on an experience like that, that they've never been on and like really just being uh, literally with you, like side by side for hours, walking miles through mountains <laughs> and like experiencing all these things with you like, no man, we got to keep going. We're in this together. We got to keep pushing forward. And it's like having limits that people think that they have and then watching them push those limits and break those boundaries for themselves. And I saw you do it. Like you were just like, like, and I, I know this was a small thing, but it was very icy like when we were hiking as well. So our feet, we had to be very sure-footed when we were, wherever we were hiking, you know, it doesn't matter where we were on the mountains. We were going, you know, up and down and up and down. It's like, no matter where we were, basically if you took one wrong step, you could slip and seriously injure yourself. Yeah, you could like get really hurt. Seriously. Or fall off. Yeah, on certain points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might land in some brush and you might not fall too far down. No, but but you're still on like the edge. It's, it's, you're on the edge. edge. Yes. And it's like, you know, so I, that's like, I think that's really what brings hope because it's something that is considered a recreational activity, but can also be life-changing in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I know for me it has been, and I feel like for you it has been too. I'm going to go ahead and speak for yourself because you have your own high hiking bag now and you've gone on hikes by yourself now like as soon as we got back from that you were like you know what i'm gonna start hiking around florida and i'm gonna start like get all the trails done and you were like i know it's not gonna be the same but like why not i mean there's so many trails around me and i that that brought me hope dude (laughs) i was like dude that's so cool somebody else likes hiking or loves hiking now you know and it's so it's just awesome um i I feel like that that's how it can bring hope for sure because no definitely you can go with a group and it can be a great experience i don't need to wrap up here so let's go ahead and ask our final questions. Um, Ted, what brings you hope? Hmm. What brings me hope? <sighs> a good laugh. We had a fucking great laugh the other day. <laughs> we did. But, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was so funny. But, you know, it's such a cliche answer, but it's so... Ch- and I, when I say a good laugh, I mean, like, a good like your laugh pain. where it hurts. Because <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while until that. And then I realized, like, that that's so... It's like crying in a way. It's, like, so cathartic. You just get out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, true. I'd say, like... And that always changes. I think what brings me hope, there's a lot of different things. But right now, I would say that. A okay. good laugh. Do you think that with season four, we should keep the... Because I feel like, I mean, it is about active hope. So should we keep asking that specific question? What do you do that brings hope? Or do we already cover that? I think we already covered that. Okay. Yeah. Just what brings you hope? Because we're kind of delving more into the active hope, I feel like, with the conversation. Boom. Okay. Go ahead. Guys, we're figuring this out live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Caleb. Yes. What brings you hope? No, wait. Is that what it was? Yeah. What brings, okay, what brings you hope? Um, what brings me hope are my friends, my real friends. Yeah. Like the real ones. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know Not my mean. friends. You know, my friends. But no, like, like the real ones. My fucking friends, dude. Like, I could not go through life without these people kind of a situation. And I will name them. Number one, Julia Swan. 
Yeah. She is my best friend in the whole wide world. You're also my best friend, obviously. I mean, there's many best friends that someone can have, but like Julia Swan is like, she has been literally shoulder to shoulder with me and helped me change so much for the better and have improved myself and, you know, boundaries, going back to boundaries and breaking them and changing limits. You know, it's been nothing but that in our relationship, like in such positive ways. Um, and, you know, that Julia Swan, Teddy Dreiss, Lucas Wilson, Chris May, Lily Herring, Jillian Carta, Marissa Arnone. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say my siblings, Daniel Winstrup, Corbin Gulo, and uh, Shalom Reardon. I just almost called her Sutter, which was her previous name before Reardon. Um, but it's like, you know, and that's to name 10. And if you aren't mentioned, oh, Orlando Corteo, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, and. I feel like I just because he helps me so much, like with the music. I mean, he makes the music for the podcast. He's part of the team, you know. So I would definitely be remiss if I didn't mention him. Um, but like, if you weren't mentioned in that list, just so you know, I still love you. But it's like I feel like that's a good. That's two handfuls. <laughs> that's two full handfuls of friends that I have that have really just like. If it weren't for them, I would not be where I am today, and I'm so happy where I am today. I'm so thankful. Yeah, you that's know, awesome. This is fucking great. Like what we're doing right now. Yeah, this is fucking like, come on, how many yeah. people? I know we're small, but how many no, people it's cool do as, this? It's cool as heck that we that we do this, like that we yeah. commit to it. Seriously, like, that's more than what other people can say about a project sometimes. Yeah. yeah, you know, for real, man. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for joining us for season three, and hopefully, you found some hope today. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Only Constant. We hope today's episode made you feel a little more hopeful or changed your perspective in some way. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Only Constant Podcast. Or check us out at OnlyConstantPodcast.com. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating or review for the show helps us immensely. And we'd appreciate the feedback. None of this would be possible without you, the listener. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Stay open, stay active, and keep listening.